How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. Dude, you scared the crap out of me. I didn't know we went. We, we started. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I see It's that. 6 o'clock Eastern time here on the Bench Sports. You're ready to go because today we're doing the NFC East. We are live and we are wrapping up our NFL division series uh, where we've been previewing every division. If you um, had a favorite team or you missed the divisions, we're on the AFC and the NFC East today. So, but you can it, always go and take a listen on Apple or Spotify to right. our if you, previous. If movie. you've missed your team, so if you missed any of the other teams that are not in the AFC or NFC East for today's episode, uh, go back and check those out. We did those uh, on this week, Monday, also uh, last week, Monday and Thursday as well. Mm-hmm. So go check those out. Uh, but we are wrapping up the division series. With our two favorite divisions. With our two, with, well, our one favorite division. Well, our favorite division and our favorite AFC secondary division. Correct. But... We have that to talk about and wrap up before next week we move on to fantasy football topics and we get into fantasy football. That's where you really want to be and really want to listen to when we give out some some league winners, some guys to stay away from, and kind of give it, give you some rankings on some guys we like this year. We got to help the, pe- the little people out. We'll help the little people out. We'll help the Always do. Also, we have to talk about some headlines. Uh, is Carson Wentz and Quint- Quentin Nelson going to be back for the Colts come week one? We'll talk about that. Also, how many chances left does Alden Smith have? Uh, he was released from the Seahawks None. this morning. So we will talk about all of that, plus wrap up our NFL Division Series. Don't forget, man, Field of Dreams tonight. We got to talk about dreams that. as well. We got to talk about that. All right, we'll talk about all of that. Let's run it. Let's get today's show started with some headlines from the NFL. And also, we'll start it off with one baseball headline. That because it, there is a very special game tonight. There is. There is the Field of Dreams game. The White Sox take on the New York Yankees in the battle of two really hot teams in, in baseball. In Dyersville, Iowa. In the cornfields of Iowa. This is a crazy stadium because it's a particularly small mm-hmm. little I would, it's not even a stadium. It's just a small little field out in Iowa. And it's kind of cool to see a pro game being played there. Most importantly, just so I feel really dated and really old, have you seen the movie Field of Dreams? I've seen the movie oh, Field of Dreams. You, you just warm my heart right now, buddy. It's a good movie. It's an I, awesome I believe movie. we watched it together, I'm sure. Probably. A but I do remember it being a very good movie. Well, this was supposed to happen. So this was announced two years ago for it to happen August 8th of last year. But I've freaking COVID decided to ruin that party. And a year later, here we are again, and it is going down tonight. I believe 8,000 seats out there in Iowa. Uh, I believe I did hear this. I can't confirm this, but I do believe it is the most expensive regular season tickets in the history of Major League Baseball. It might be, but they're selling hot dogs for like $1.50. Great. So (laughs) $1,000 tickets and $1.50 hot dog, uh, that works for me. You know what would make me so happy tonight? Is if Shoeless Joe Jackson came out of the cornfields, like in the middle of the game, tipped his hat, waved, and went back in the cornfields and disappeared? They, you think baseball would like do that as a joke and like dress someone up as him? Oh, a, that would be awesome. That'd be or a hologram funny. or something. That, that would be, be really that would, cool. that would be But funny. the field looks pristine. 
theme. It looks really cool, and I'm really excited to just see someone hit, like Aaron Judge or Eloy Jimenez hit a home run, and it just disappears into, into, the, into corn. the corn. Into the corn. Like, that's the coolest thing ever. And do you think there will be people actually running into the corn to get baseballs? I don't think so. Or will they not allow people? I'm going to think they're going to shoot people if they go into the corn. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if some crazy fan does that. <laughs> Listen, we just saw a crazy fan running in Dodger Stadium get tackled by a backer or the bulger. Right, so true. anything's possible. Anything is possible. Uh, can you predict a winner? We have Lance Lynn versus Andrew Heine tonight. <laughs> uh, Lance Lynn. Did you say that with a straight face? I, I did laugh a little bit. Heine. Heine. Uh, Lance Lynn being the uh, prime uh, Cy Young candidate for the White Sox in the AL. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Andrew Heine having, I believe, like a 7 ERA for the, uh, <laughs> for the Yankees. So, wow, this is a tough, tough pick here. I'm going with the White Sox in Iowa to beat the Yankees. It's it's not a bad call considering like Lance Lynn is unbelievable. Ridiculous. Yeah. Eddie. But I think it's Haney, not Heine. I think it's Heine. <laughs> I like Heine. Okay, better. well you you stay with your Heine. I like it a lot. Okay. So are you are you rolling with the White Sox? I'm rolling me? with the White Sox. All right. Although I do hope to see about 14 home runs because I think we will. I think we're going to see an incredible like high scoring game. Because it's only like 300-something to dead center. 380 to left. I mean, you're going to see some pop flies get out. That's what I'm saying. I'm excited to watch that. I'm going to definitely tune in. Yes. Uh, How about we get to some NFL news before we get to our uh, last of our division preview here. Uh, Something we've been covering the last couple weeks, Quentin Nelson and Carson Wentz for the the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Both similar foot injuries a couple weeks uh, ago. Uh, Timetable has been out there. (laughs) Anywhere from four weeks that to be back for week one and nine weeks to be out the first four weeks of the season. Actually, There's originally, been, didn't they say 12 weeks possibly? It, it, was, it, was, it was all over the place. Yeah. So for, for Wentz, it was, he won't be there for week one. For Quentin Nelson, he basically put out a statement like, I'm going to be there for week one. Uh, there is, it, it's just a lot of, I don't think anyone knows. The players can say whatever they want, but it's real, they're not going to play unless they're but, fully healthy. But didn't we say originally that, you know, you're not going to know what you have, what you're dealing with until you open up, go in there and, and clean out whatever the issue is. Right. Right. And both had their surgeries August 2nd and 3rd. So they're they're already on their within two weeks. They'll know how how long they're going to yeah. be. And, the, and, quit, and and Carson Wentz, I'm sure, is looking over his shoulder at Eason and Ellinger and going, oh, no, I can't have this. So that is so the, the report is that both of them are le- are hopeful to be back by week one. Mm-hmm. I see Quinn Nelson playing week one. He's a lineman. He is a tough guy. He's like that. But with Wentz, I feel like Wentz, throughout his whole career being so injury-prone, are they going to be like, got to get you in for week one? I think they actually are going to let Eason and let Ellinger, Ellinger play the preseason. The preseason just started. Right. Like, we, we're talking about football like it's, tom- like it's tomorrow. No, we, we got, got, we we got, got four time. weeks. We got time. Four and a half weeks, really. Yep. So you have time. Let's say Eason and Ellinger go out there and you're like, we can't, we can't put these guys out week one. Wentz, we need you back week one. Maybe it's, maybe it's oh, we can roll with Eason for one game. But I think they're going to play the preseason, and Wentz is going to be up in the air. I think Nelson will be back. Yep. That's what I believe. Agreed. Uh, one other headline in, in NFL news this morning, uh, Alden Smith was released from the Seahawks. Uh, had a, a incredible start to his career years ago, uh, which feels like a decade ago, which it might be by now. Right. Uh, coming off like an incredible sack season with San Francisco in his rookie year. Uh, had a good couple of years there, got into trouble, uh, was out of the league, signed with Oakland, 
had a couple years in Oakland, but was never the same player, got into more trouble, uh, then had a kind of a resurgence with after just working out for years and years, getting back into playing shape with Dallas, had a great first half of the season, was almost Pro Bowl-esque type of defensive I end. I don't know about full half of the year, maybe the first five games. First, Fine. First half of the first half of the year was looking like a Pro Bowl defensive end and looking like he was the guy he once was years ago. And then, then faded into oblivion. Just didn't have the same umph after after the, the bye week and faded out and, and then there was never talks of really resigning him and he went and signed with the with Seattle, then gets kind of arrested again and released by Seattle. So is this the final straw for Alden Smith? Let me tell you something. You know how much this pisses me off. Like oh, yeah. these guys have the greatest job in the world. Yep. And if you cannot stay out of trouble, then you don't deserve the benefits, the riches, and the glory of being in the National Football League or any professional sports for that matter. Right. I'm tired. Like I understand giving somebody a chance, maybe even sometimes giving a second chance. These third and four chances, enough's enough. Alden, go work at the car wash, go work or wherever, go make $14 an hour and see what life's like on the other side. You know, I think the sad part is I don't think he has to go work at the car wash because he I might think, not have to. I think the money is uh, already in the bank. Maybe uh, he maybe might be not. working at jail. If he is convicted or whatever of, of whatever he's done, well, he now. choked out a, a, a guy who was dating one of his cousins or something. Like mm-hmm. it just, it's just the stupidity of not using your brain. You just got an opportunity with Seattle to resurrect your career a third time or a fourth time, right? And Seattle only gave you a chance because you're, that's the team that he had three sacks against right. when, when he played for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So for, I have no remorse, I have no sympathy, and I have no patience. Bye bye, Alden. Yeah, I think he's done. Yep. I, th- I think that was the last chance, the last so, straw. And, anybody uh, that signs him now is an idiot. We will we will never know what once was one of the greatest defensive end prospects in his in his rookie season. He had one of the most legendary rookie seasons ever. Uh, any different than uh, the guy that used to play for us in Dallas, David um, David Irving. Irving. He yeah. could have been an absolute Greg superstar. Hardy. Greg Hardy could have been an absolute superstar. These guys. What's with the defensive ends and the defensive tackles? It's yeah. because they're the big boys. They think they run the, they run the town. I think they do. But then you have the Demarcus Lawrences and the uh, the uh, what's his name Von Millers of the world who are great human beings. So I, I don't have any sympathy. All right. All right. Let's move on. Uh, just got had to touch on those headlines this from today and and during the week. Let's move on and complete our NFL division series preview. Uh, We're going to move on to the AFC and the NFC East. We'll finish with the NFC East because that's our favorite division to talk about. And is that where the Cowboys? We'll play? talk about our Cowboys there at the end. But let's start with the AFC East, and we'll start in New England with the Patriots, and we will uh, we'll discuss a little bit about what their offseason was like. They before they had, we start, would you consider before we even run down this list the best offseason of any team in the NFL? Well, I've said I've said several teams that I love their offseason, and you could probably mix top mm-hmm. three every want. I said the Vikings had a fantastic offseason. I think the Jaguars had a really good offseason. I like uh, Cleveland's Cle- offseason. And, and Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Those three plus the Patriots, however you want to swing that, I think I actually think between the Browns and the Patriots, the two best offseasons. I do too. I agree. Now, with the Patriots, the Patriots, it's almost a... We got to wait and see because they signed a bunch of big names. Everyone knows the names through a ton of money, not Patriot-esque at all. Mm-hmm. This is not what Bill Belichick does. Bill Belichick 
takes the guy from Walmart, you know, <laughs> Danny, Danny Amendola from Walmart, and makes him into a, a credible wide receiver. Right. This is not. He doesn't go out and spend money on two tight ends and Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. Then brings that brings in more weapons and Kendrick Bourne throws you know ten fifteen million at Nelson Aguilar. Uh, goes to the defensive side, gets Kyle Van Noy back, Matt Matthew Judon, Jalen Mills. Then goes back and and gets another returning player and Trent Brown, who was released from the Raiders. And we know where, when he was at the Patriots, he was a, a fantastic left tackle. So they went out, spent a lot of money. Spending there, they had the most cap space in the elite in the league, yep. and I I really think Brady winning that Super Bowl absolutely pissed Belichick off, and he's like, I'm done with this, rolling it back with with the guys we draft and we develop. Yep. We're going out, we're getting superstars. I love the Henry and, and John Smith duo si- signing, even though Henry did get uh, hurt, but he should be fine for the for the season. Yep. Uh, Born and Aguilar uh, had good seasons last year. Can they repeat that? Uh, we saw, I mean, we, we really saw Nelson Aguilar, you know, re, uh, revive, revive his career because yeah. he was a joke in Philly and that he couldn't catch the football and was a fantastic wide receiver in Oakland last year. Uh, and then I really like bringing Trent Brown back because we all knew what, what he was once there. But that didn't come with a cost. They did lose out on several veterans that were on this team when they won Super Bowls with Brady, uh, were, were just key you know, parts to this team. Rex Burkhead, I feel like, was the nitty-gritty guy for them in the backfield. Uh, they lost Jason McCourty and Patrick Chung, who uh, Chung actually retired. Both secondary guys that were there He's forever. He's a big loss, yeah. yeah. But he also opted out last year, so he wasn't there right, last so they've year. Right, so he's been at, without them for, for two years now. Yeah. Uh, Edelman retires as well. And then the big losses are Joe Tooney, who is, you know, when said and done, a top two, top three offensive guard who goes to the rival uh, Chiefs, and then they lose Marcus Cannon, who they trade away to the Texans. So that's basically your left side of your line kind of gone there. Yeah, and they, but they're bringing two guys back who opted out last year who right. are studs. That are studs, and that, it really helps them. Yeah, so Devin McCourty and Dante Hightower are back. Yes. So like it's almost like you just got two massive free agents additionally Correct. to the rest of the team that you've added yeah, and, had a, and had a really good draft. I love Christian Barmore. Yeah, they, they had a, a fantastic the top three. You know, Barmore uh, is something I, is someone I wanted that I thought perfectly fit the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Then in round three, they take Ronnie Perkins out of Oklahoma, who I like as a defensive end, and they surprise everyone. I think in the first round by taking Mac Jones, uh, who which, you know I'm higher than you are. Which yeah, which we knew. You know, I don't I don't dislike the pick. I think Mac Jones can be really good in in this situation, but I I don't think anyone really bought into the fact of the Patriots drafting a quarterback, and they finally did it uh, in Mac Jones. So. And don't forget our undrafted wide receiver wearing number 87, taking Rob Gronkowski's number, UCF zone. Was drafted, though, in the seventh round. Seventh round, okay. Uh, Nikhil Harry. Not Nikhil Harry. Trey Nixon. Trey Nixon. <laughs> Nikhil <laughs> Harry. Uh, I wanted to talk about Nikhil Harry. That's one of my, my questions here. He's How having, is he still on the team? He's having a good camp. Okay. At, you know, This is from New England reporters, and we'll see him in the preseason, actually, tonight. He's having a good camp. You know, Maybe the feelings are changing of him wanting a trade. Uh, that could be... Really key for them if he could actually become something at wide receiver. But what I actually really wanted to talk about was th- this whole season for me is Cam Newton versus Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. I think we all can say Cam Newton's going to get the week one start. Yep. And what we saw weeks one through three last year from Cam Newton, he looked like the MVP. He, he really did. But he, he looked like the MVP in a running style. Like he was bruising. He right, scored he would, a couple of running the touchdowns. Patriots he wasn't scoring, throwing the ball. The Patriots were scoring 
were, 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 were scoring touchdowns. They were moving the ball. Whatever way it came, he was moving the ball, and he was he was excellent. Once he got COVID, we all know how, how he fell off in the, you know, the, the throwing motion came back of what we've seen in past years. Um, but don't you expect him to be healthy and, and come back and show he can, he can still play? I, I think he, he's an incredible com, uh, competitor, but I've said this before. I think Cam Newton is done as a quarterback, and and I think I, I've said this before. If you draft a quarterback in the let alone the first round, the top 15 picks, I don't understand how you invest in someone like that and not start him day one. Mac Jones mm-hmm. should be able to go into the Patriots' offense with a full offseason. He has four weeks of, of preseason he should be able to go in there and start over I, over Cam Newton. I, I don't love that decision. I understand the decision, but, I totally disagree I, but I, I'm on the, the other side of that, I as totally, I've said previously. I disagree. I see Mac Jones learning so much being on the sideline for a year. I think he's going to be the starter next year in sort of an Aaron Rodgers sort of way. You know, I think he's going to do great by being the backup. And I actually think that Cam Newton, finally COVID-free, finally healthy, you know, definitely still has something in the tank. You know, he's been in the league 11 years, but two or three of them have been, you know, lost due to injury or mostly due to injury. Like, give him a chance. I think he's, with I, the I weapons he has this year, he has no excuse. I am, I am on the, I am on the give him a chance. I just think, personally, I don't think it'll pay off. I think they're actually going to, I think they will turn to Mac Jones sooner than later. That's I don't think you see Mac Jones on this field unless Cam is just goddamn awful and can't throw a 10-yard pass. All right, we'll see with that. Uh, one thing I also with the Patriots is I talked about this is not this Patriots offseason was not something like we haven't seen in the Belichick era. He doesn't go spend money. He doesn't get players from other teams. Uh, he likes to resign his own guys, build through the draft, and and do it that way. So I want to see the Patriots play because I want to see are these new guys, all of these new acquisitions, ready to play the Patriot way? We know it's a it's a different culture in New England. Yeah, are all these guys ready? They obviously made it through camp and, you know, made it through uh, uh, to the preseason. Are they ready to kind of play Belichick's way? Are they are they going to withstand the pressure that comes with playing with the Patriots? And and I think that's going to be interesting to watch as well. Well, let's just break down the offense for real, really quick, and then we'll move on. Number one, they get all three running backs back, right? James White resigned. So James White, Sony Michelle, and Damian Harris are all there. So that three-headed monster is still there. They just lost Rex. Right. You've got... Two unbelievable tight ends to get him back to the Gronkowski and Hernandez days. I, that, that's probably my favorite signing of the offseason is mm-hmm. getting the two tight ends in Henry and, and Smith, yep. which at, I, 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 you know, we'll, last we'll be, year they'll be top t- 10 tight ends. I hate be, it. Fan, fantasy wise, I hate it. I can't, I'm not going to draft either of them because I they I'll kill be, myself going back and forth every week. They will be Cam's best friends. Okay? They will. And they have an exorbitant amount of above average, not elite wide receivers. Right, you've got the Aguilars, you got the Kendrick Bournes, you have uh, Jacoby Myers had a good breakout year last year. You know, you've got Marvin Hall, you have Nikhil Harry, so you have lots of different things you could throw out there. I think, at least from a talent standpoint, this is the best talent that the Patriots are going to put on an offensive field in quite some time. Yeah, and, and their and again, defense is going to be just fine. Th- this is one of the this is one of the toughest teams for me to actually give like a record assignment. Are they going to be good? Are they going to be bad? Because I need to, I need to watch this team play. This is a different team from the past 20 years that we've seen for the Patriots. I want to watch them play right now. I believe that with the off season and what I think is going to happen, I believe they are right behind the bills in second in this division. They're going to be on the verge of a playoff team. Mm -hmm. 
that's my my prediction as of now. That might change in four weeks. I think verge of a playoff team in the AFC, it's going to be so tough because they're in the AFC. The only problem the Patriots have is their schedule is brutal. It is brutal. It's brutal. It's a I brutal mean, schedule. You have New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Dallas, Rams, uh, the Chargers, Cleveland, Tennessee, Chargers, Tennessee, Buffalo, Buffalo twice, twice it, Miami twice. It's a tough schedule. Yeah, it's That's good. the only thing against them, not right now. Yeah. Um, Moving on. Yeah, let's move on to the uh, our second team in the AFC, the Miami Dolphins. The uh, Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins had a quiet offseason, but they made one move that, that we really, really liked uh, in signing Will Fuller. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get a speed threat. Uh, he will be suspended the first game of the season. Uh, that's coming with his uh, suspension from last season where I believe it was like PEDs or some some drug test he failed. Yeah. Uh, they also signed Jacoby Brissett, filling in that backup role Love from, that from Fitzpatrick. Uh one of the better, you know, you're going from really good backup QB to really good backup QB. Yep. So uh, God forbid Tua doesn't emerge. Correct. You have you have an option. Uh, and then one of their signings I really liked was a low uh, money signing, but they signed Matt Skura, the center from Baltimore, who was uh, shaping up to be a good center. Who they uh, replaced, I believe, uh, one of the Pouncey brothers that retired. Mm-hmm. I believe that was their uh, their center last year. Yep. Uh, some of their losses, they lost Kyle Van Noy to the Patriots. Uh, and Bobby McCain, and then Ryan Fitzpatrick as well. But none of those really that sig- uh, significant there. They went to the draft and had a a, a top three draft as well. They took Jalen Waddle, uh, the wide receiver out of Alabama. You're basically getting Waddle and Fuller, who are you know the same type of player, and you're going to put them on either side. It's going to be a, a nightmare to cover there. Uh, and they have a guy named Devontae Parker still. And Devontae Parker, who can play more in the slot role now, because mm-hmm. I don't think he's... You know, a, a natural-born outside receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Javon Holland, uh, the safety out of Oregon, they took very high, higher than most people thought he would go, but he's still a great player. And then Hunter Long at tight end. I don't know how many tight ends they actually need on their team, but <laughs> they get another tight end because Tua loves his tight ends. Yeah, but I, I, I like Hunter Long. I think At BC, he was a beast. He's yes. a big, big boy. I think, you know, put him in Gusecki, I, I think they'll be a nice tandem as well. Where I hated the draft, and we said this during the draft, when we were, I, I'm still... Miami, you screwed up. Najee Harris would have been that pick instead of Jalen Phillips that I think would have solidified a top draft for them. Well, you've said that 400 times in the last And I'm going to keep saying it because I don't believe Saban Ahmed is your go-to back. And we'll see about that. Uh, big questions for, for Miami is is simple. It's it's Tua. Yes. It's, does Tua take a step forward? Does Tua stay the same? And uh, they, they finished last season... Uh, around 500. You good there? Yep. Uh, around 500. Uh, they missed out on the playoffs because of some bad you know, handling of, of winning a game in the last couple weeks where they just needed to win you know, a game, and, and they, they couldn't do that. But it was – they finished basically as an average team with one of the best defenses in the league, a solid offensive line, solid you know weapons around – and a quarterback that was below average. So you're telling me they have the same def- defense, assuming Xavier Howard is there and is, is yeah he resigned. Well, he he resigned, but he's be had some disgruntled with the organization. So let's say he's there and he's still you know that that great corner he was last year. Mm-hmm. You upgraded with Holland there. Your your offense is significantly better. Adding Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle, you already have the one of the fastest wide receiver duos. Yeah, your offensive line is fine. Right, running back, they had you know Ahmed was okay. Uh, th- Miles Gaskin, Miles Gaskin, we, we saw some something from him in the beginning of the season. 
you know, they they could they can live with with that running back. But it's all about Tua. Can Tua Tua has three tight ends, three wide receivers, a, a good running back, good offensive line. There's there's no excuse for Tua. Tua needs to come out and just be a good quarterback. He doesn't have to do anything above and beyond. He doesn't have to be Mahomes out there or Josh Allen. Just deliver the ball, stay in the pocket, and, and, and I think they're going to be. Uh, I think they're going to be below expectations, but there is a possibility for this team to be very good. I just don't think Tua makes them a great team. Okay. So that's why I'm I'm thinking that they kind of maybe take a, a step back this year, still stay around 500. But uh, it, with, with this AFC, I don't see Tua beating out a lot of these quarterbacks that are much better than him. Yeah. And, you know, the only it, thing that's good for Miami is they don't have that hard of a schedule, like or at least comparatively to New England and Buffalo, right? So... You know, you get to play the Raiders in Jacksonville and Atlanta and Houston and the Jets twice and Carolina and the Giants. Like, they don't have the toughest schedule. So yeah. that's going for them. They could pull 10, 11 wins out just because of the schedule and still not be that great of a team. <laughs> I think they they resemble the Browns in a way, kind of when I talked about the Browns being tremendous defense, great weapons around, great offensive line. I'm not sure on Baker Mayfield. I think he's fine. I think he's good. Uh, well, would he, you rather Baker can, or Tua? I'd rather have Baker, yeah. for sure. Okay. But that's what I'm saying. This team is like the Browns. They're they're not as good as the Browns, no. but they are like the Browns in the, in the sense that I don't like them against the top teams to beat the top. I don't think they have the skill or the players to beat the Chiefs, the the Bills, the Ravens, even the Patriots You know, the, in, in their own division. The I don't Dol- think they do. The Dolphins don't have the front seven that the Cleveland Browns have, you know, and they're going to have difficulty rushing the passer and and putting pressure on the passer. They have an outstanding secondary and that will keep them in games, but they, I'm I'm just not hundred percent sold in their, on their, on their pass rush. Again, I think the AFC actually turns out like last year where you saw more good teams than bad. You saw the elite teams get the, the, the four spots. And then that division race was like six teams down to the final three weeks. Mm -hmm. And you saw multiple, you know, the chargers, the, the char- I believe it was the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Dolphins finishing with nine wins, you know, or more, and, and missing out with, on the playoffs. So I think you see a similar thing in the AFC. The AFC is just, it's so different from the NFC. Like the NFC, we might struggle to, struggle to find seven playoff teams. <laughs> you're going to you're gonna find two playoff teams that would be in, in the NFC playoffs that miss it in the AFC this year. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Buffalo Bills, who are the favorite for this division. I think... We all clearly see them as the front runner. They are the favorites because they did the right thing and they signed Mitch Trubisky. They did. They get the the backup quarterback of Mitch Trubisky. They also added Emmanuel Sanders, who's a veteran wide receiver, like they needed any more wide receivers. Uh, Jacob Hollister is another tight end that they added. Uh, and they, they didn't really lose anyone. They replaced Sanders for John Brown, who was once upon you know, once upon a time a good speedy wide receiver, but he, you, he was always hurt. You won't even know he's gone. Yeah, Andre Roberts is probably their most significant loss at kick returner because yeah. he was one of the best kick returners uh, last season. Uh, and Tyler Croft, who we all know Tyler Croft, uh, just can't seem to be stay on the team I, for more than a year. I'm going to make this really easy. You tell me, instead of going through everything, tell me where the weakness is on this team. Because I can't find they're, it. They're really not weak. And they, they straight, it, the only place I thought they were maybe their weakest was their front four. And they signed, or they, not signed, they drafted Gregory Rousseau. Mm-hmm. That could turn out to be a real threat from the outside at defensive end. So 
Yeah, and I love it's, Ed Oliver in the middle. Right, it's it's Mario mm, Addison. It is not a there's no weak spot on this team. They are so deep now at quarterback, at wide receiver, uh, at running back. I think one of the real questions we need to talk about is Zach Moss being a real dark horse. You will hear me talk about him uh, for our fantasy segments the next couple of weeks. I think that he is clearly getting the starting role over Devin Singletary, who I'm a Devin Singletary fan. I have been since watching him in college, but. He has not been good the last couple of years, and he was not good down the stretch and in the playoffs for the Bills. They gave them no running game at all. What about the quiet signing of Matt Breda also? Like, if he stays healthy, another great change of pace back. Yeah, another another good one there. This uh, team is stacked. Yeah, it's, it, is, it is so stacked, and they're going to compete with the Chiefs for the number one seed in this, in this division. Yep. Right now, they're, they're right there. They're number two, in my opinion, behind the Chiefs. Uh, we're just going to have to see, is there possibly any better? Can Allen, can Josh Allen play any better than he did last year? He was, if Aaron Rodgers didn't exist, he would have won the MVP, I really do believe, yep. last year. Yep. Uh, and and we saw him and, and, and Stefan Diggs have a incredible season with each other. What? You know, can they do anything better than they than they did last year? They're just going to have a, a similar season, and he's going to be up for MVP, and Diggs is going to be killing it in fantasy and in the and and yep. torch and wide receivers again. Just like again. just like last year, they're going to win thirteen games again. I think it's I think it's very possible. Yeah, it's I, a favorable I, I, schedule. It is a fair. I looked over the schedule. They have like four hard games. Yeah, uh, I, this is going to be the absolute winner of the AFC East, hands down. Now we're going to see come playoff time. Maybe a or possibly a rematch with the Chiefs, and can they actually yeah. do something this time? Maybe in the AFC Championship as well. Very possible. All right, and the kind of the the the, the bottom dweller, the bottom dweller Jets are next. J E T S. Uh, but I do want to make this clear: the Jets had a good offseason as well. They yeah. definitely improved their team definitely. from last year. Carl Lawson was the big money getter that they give at defensive end. Uh, Corey Davis at wide receiver as well as Keelan Cole. So they're getting weapons for a new quarterback that they would draft later. Uh, Sheldon Rankins adds to an already very good underrated defensive line. And Morgan Moses at offensive tackle on the right side to go on the opposite side of Mekhi Becton. And a little uh, LaMarcus Joyner sign there late in the uh, in the free agent signing as well. So they get a, a little safety there alongside uh, Marcus May. So good Good uh, off-season additions there. But don't forget, and then in the draft, Elijah Vera Tucker. Right. I mean, so they get a, a Elijah Vera Tucker in the draft. Elijah Moore's another wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Michael Carter is a running back, and we we can't forget about Zach Wilson, who they draft second overall and is now their supposedly franchise quarterback. Who in camp doesn't look that crazy, <laughs> uh, but camp is camp, and we'll see very soon in the preseason and and yeah. come uh, the coming weeks what he can do. And they have a coach that I won thousand percent believe in yeah in robert Ro- robert Sala should definitely change this culture and and do some real good stuff for the mm-hmm. jets it's just so tough in a hard division in a hard conference what is the ceiling for the for this jets team uh i i think that wilson is 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 just a a magic unknown mm-hmm. He, he is such a – you cannot make a, a judgment on, on on him yet, but I'm just getting this feeling, and I have been since they drafted him. Is he just another Darnold? Is no. he just another Darnold who has all the talent in the world but makes mistakes, does tries to do too much, He's gonna, throws, some, throws a bunch of t- uh, turnovers, get interceptions, 
I'm just getting that vibe that that he is going to be nothing better than Darnold. I don't. I I'm trust me. I'm not comparing him to Brett Favre, like saying he's going to Brett Favre's career. But he reminds me of that gunslinger type of mentality. He's got great athleticism. He has got weapons around him. This team is it's good everywhere, and. It's just whether they can actually get some chemistry and some momentum and some confidence and actually believe they can win. Because there's, if you look at this team, okay, they have I, I, the, I, the offenses it got better. It got way uh, better. Offense, offense. This this is what the MVP of this team is: is the defense and offensive line. Mm-hmm. They've slowly gone from the worst uh, defensive line to one of the best. Quinn and Williams is amazing. Then most recently went from one of the worst offensive lines to now one of the best and youngest offensive lines. Mm-hmm. So the offensive line and the defensive line are are very good. Yep. Uh, they invested in a quarterback who they hope to be good. They got surrounded the, him with weapons. They kept Marcus May as their their all pro safety. So it's it's a, it's a good all around team. I just think we're going to see some growing pains with the Jets. I don't think I actually don't think they're a bottom five team at all. I don't either. I, but I think they're somewhere around the six seven win mark, and they they end up finish finishing last in the division. But I think honestly, it ends up being a a good year for the Jets in the fact that they just don't suck that bad. Like a set, I think a seven and ten record is is reasonable for the Jets. I, I'm going a little higher. I think they're going to win eight games. Eight games, really? I think they're going to win eight games. All right. Uh, so so we like the Bills. Then the Patriots, yep. Dolphins, Jets. Yep. Are we rolling with that? Uh, we are going that way. All right. Well, I think that's kind of everyone's right now. Yep. But uh, but that's where we're rolling with for the AFC is for the AFCs. We have one last division to get to. We will get to the NFCs, but first, let's get a word from our sponsor in the Bear Project, and we'll be back and finish this off with the NFCs. Have you guys heard of the Bear Project? Well, let me tell you about it. The Bear Project is a way to help send a disadvantaged kid to summer camp. Attending summer camp is a rite of passage. Summer camps can play an important role in the lives of children, including supporting their social, emotional, and physical development. This luxury just doesn't extend to everybody. This is what the Bear Project plans to solve. You can get involved and help send disadvantaged children to summer camps. If you want to help, head to their Instagram, The Bear Project, and also head to their website, www dot thebearproject.com that's bear spelled b-a-e-r to get involved back on the sports appeal let's continue and finish off our nfl series division previews with the nfc the nfc east the uh so-called what what are the nicknames the nfc least least the worst division football the most beast this the most exciting division in football to watch uh a a blue collar the blue collar Division did the did the did the Washington football team win with seven wins last year? Or was yep. it six? I think it was seven. I think they were seven. Yeah, seven, seven, eight in one something or like something like that. Something. But that was last awful. year. I'm not looking back at last year. This is a whole new year. Everybody's healthy. Let's for go now. for now. Let's go. All right. Let's start with the Dallas Cowboys, and we're going to spend some time talking about our Cowboys. Uh, let's break down this off season. It was a did what you could with what you got kind of offseason. Uh, they they go out and they try to make that secondary better. That was a, a key point. Uh, they, starting with Dan Quinn. Starting with Dan Quinn and 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 bringing his guys over with Keanu Neal and DeMonte KZ or two safeties that have had injury problems but come from that Atlanta defense and kind of is familiar with Dan Quinn and his scheme. Mm-hmm. Uh, they recently signed Malik Cooker. That's another safety. So the safety room is, is jam-packed. Jam-packed with... 
guys that have the all the potential in the world but have just been ridiculed with injuries over the years. We, uh, we have the bad knee, bad Achilles uh, lineup. Yeah. it's So just more injuries is not what we need. Yeah. But the only other significant signing is Brian Anger, who's a you know a punter that's been around the league. And punting, actually, if you've been a Cowboy fan and watched Cowboy into the last year, it, it, it has actually been a, a key to the game that we have sucked at. We are, we, we've been terrible. We have give, Chris Jones was the punter all these years and <sighs> was absolutely awful, could barely kick the ball 40 yards, would yeah. end up with terrible field position, you know. Mm-hmm. And it is significant to get a but punter. But Hunter Nicewander, Nicewander was, was pretty good. Yeah, he was good too, but I believe they want a more veteran role and Anger probably will get the start. So starter. you could say those are the key additions, but I look at it differently. My key additions are welcome back Dak Prescott, Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins, Zach Martin, uh, what's his name, uh, the tight end, uh, Blake Jarwin and the list go uh, Vanderesh and the list goes on and on and on. We have the talent back in the building. We have the talent back in the building until a contact starts, and then we might lose all that talent again because okay, why do you year have to be over like year. That? Why do you have to be like that? Because I just want to keep it reasonable. You could say the talent's back, but let's play a game first and see how many people can stay okay, well, without laying on the ground. Does that go for every single every single team in the league? It does, but I'm just keeping it real this year. Okay. Uh, Andy Dalton was probably the key biggest key loss. And we lost I, the Red Rocket. I didn't want to put that down because of how much PTSD Andy Dalton gives me, and I hope I never see him play ever again, <laughs> even though we will see him play for the Bears. Uh, Alden Smith, who we talked about in the beginning of the show. Uh, Chidobie Awuzie and Xavier Woods leave. Hey. Hey, Awuzie. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Bye-bye. You continue with the Awuzie hate. And uh, in the draft, they take Micah Parsons, uh, who, who was the... Who best, I said... Who was the best defensive player on that on that board. Is going to be a monster, and you didn't like the pick. And how many games has he played? Absolutely zero. Oh, so we will have to see Micah Parsons play. Okay. Kelvin Joseph was the second-round pick. Uh, that remains was, to be seen. That remains, remains to be seen because... Uh, several corners were picked in that draft, and we will see what the cornerback room looks like. It is, it's nothing great. It's, it's a potential room that could be good with some, some young guys there. So, uh, most importantly, is the defense better this year? Question number one. Yes. It, absolutely. The defense is better this year because you can't get any worse than the worst defense in NFL history. So, <laughs> any adding anybody and and just allowing less than 550 yards a game is getting better. Okay. So the defense can't get any worse. That's the good thing about this. The Cowboys still went on to win, what, six games last year with having the worst defense ever mm-hmm. and every single starter on offense out. That's pro- that's actually a good sign to me. Yeah. Which, so, which means we're going to win 14 games this year. Yeah. <laughs> Why is your face looking yeah, that let's, way? Let's go with that. Um, the biggest thing here is is Dak, yep. and that's being healthy. We saw him recover from his ankle injury. Uh, he was back at camp or whatever. Now dealing with a shoulder injury. Uh, the severity is supposedly not that bad, but then there was an MRI the last couple of days. And look, I'm just I'm just gonna sit here and say there's no reason to play him in the preseason. He's got four weeks to rest up. I don't think a shoulder injury of any severity right now was gonna take more than four weeks. So heal him up. He should be fine to go for week one. So there's no real I'm not worried. Uh, worriness about that. But I think it was a good lesson, you know, last year with seeing Dak go down. Is Dak goes down, it, it's not only Dak and the Cowboys. It's anybody starting quarterback of that caliber of Dak Prescott. It doesn't matter the team around you. You're done. 
Your, your well, team's done. You have zero do, percent chance of 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 the season turning in, into anything but you know average. At one in five, when Dak's out, three fifths of your line is out. Your starting tight end is out. Half your defense is out, but, and you're getting killed. Then you have people like Ezekiel Elliott. And I'm not saying this is he should have, but basically they they lose a hundred percent interest and don't care. Anymore. But I'm saying you know the offensive line injuries didn't come till. You know, a little later in in, in that's this, not true. Well, both with, tackles were gone, and we both three. tackles were gone in, in in before the season started. But okay. the Zach Martin, the uh, Joe that was Looney, the second half of the year. you know the interior offense, like were the were there were there was the second half of the season. Not a single starter on the offensive line played for eight games, and that was a AJ whole different. There story. was a moment there last year where I thought you were going to get a call to play guard. Wow, are you calling me fat? No, I'm calling that that was how pathetic our line was. Oh, okay. Remember but when you played guard back in the day? I do. I do remember. I was a good guard. You were. You, you, you pulled. Well. Guard. You, you pulled. But I, what my point is is take away the offensive line. Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper. Zeke uh, looks. Zeke looks prime right now. He looks like he's his head is in it. He looks slim. He looks ready to go. But having Zeke Cooper, uh, uh, Michael Gallup, Ceedee Lamb, like having all those guys, it doesn't matter if you don't have if you don't have a guy that's competent enough to throw them the football. Okay, Can it, we it just... doesn't matter. So I'm saying. Be positive. Let's hope for a Dak fine year. Um, I don't want to go out and see Dak try to throw for four, like 5,000 yards again and, and try to do all these crazy plays. I don't think he's going to have to. he doesn't to. need to. And right. he said that in his in one of you know interviews. He said he doesn't need to do that anymore, and they're going to try to play all around. It's not like 400, yard passing, 400 yards passing every game and get Zeke involved. So I'll pose this question to you. Over or under 10 wins? Over ten wins mm-hmm. for the for the Cowboys. No, but it, for for my mom. No, but I'm saying over ten wins for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. and it all has to do with health because mm-hmm. I look at the Cowboys as a team. They are so talented, really everywhere. You know, they have talent at whether you want to look at it as veteran talent or not. They have talent at corner with what they've drafted. Trevon Diggs is a very talented corner. He's mm-hmm. very young, and they have other young corners. Mm-hmm. They have talent at safety. They have what once was the most talented linebacker duo in, in the league with Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith. Now you add Micah Parsons. Let's just, yeah, now you add Parsons. Let's get back to that. Defensive line, Demarcus Lawrence may not be the flashiest guy, but he gets it done yes. um, on the defensive line. Randy Gregory has got his head on straight again. Right. The middle of the line. We, we added like six free agents like Basham and, and uh, Brett Urban. Brett Urban. Who like, stop who, who are going to be good players. So you take that on, def- on defense. We already know the offense. This team... If it stays healthy and the 95% of the team stays healthy, it is, it is, and I hate using this, I hate saying this, and I don't want to be a, a jinx or anything, it is impossible for them to not only lose this division, but be anything you know worse than 500 because of the talent on this team. AJ, if this team doesn't have 12, 13 wins, I'm going to lose my mind. Their last seven games are the Raiders, Saints, Redskins, Giants, Redskins, Arizona, and Philly. If we can't win six of those seven right there. All right. Well, let's not skip to the end of the season because let's hope we have everybody for the end of the season. We have we, we have been Cowboy fans. I've been a Cowboy fan for 18 years now. You've been one for 50-something. Something? I just turned 50 this year. I've got to be 50-something. Because we're ongoing with the 50. Okay. I, 50 I probably and, didn't start. I probably didn't start rooting for the Cowboys until I was four or five. So, okay. But what's your point? My point is, for the 18 years, I, it's the same thing every year. It's the high expectation. I didn't say Super Bowl. I just no, said we're going to be better. I'm not saying that either. I'm saying 
it is the high expectation and then someone goes down with an injury or something happens with a head coach or something happens and it just goes downhill. So I want to start this season out with, I think they are a, they're a fine team in terms of they have so much talent. Uh, I want to see special teams get better. I want to see the defense try to be less, you know, less bad. If that <laughs> if that's all I got for the defense and the coaching staff to be better than it was last year. And they're a 10 win, 11 win team and they will win this division with 10, 11 wins. Hands down easily. I am not on board with 13, 14 wins top two seed in the NFC because I don't think the defense is at that level that some other teams are. And I'm not on the board that any other team in this division is remotely close to the Cowboys because they're not. And if this team again stays healthy, they will cruise by and, and win four games in this division easily. The, the yeah. only team that has a chance to compete with them is the one we're going to talk about next, and that's Washington. I, I think the Eagles and Giants are terrible. So I, I think that the Washington, listen, the Washington football team's defense is elite, right? right. Ch- Chase Young is a, a man and among boys. And they're the opposite on offense. You know, they, yeah. they have, they've done some, and we'll talk about them, right? We can get right into them get now. Get right into it. Uh, they, they added some weapons. with They added Curtis Samuel, who's a good player and had a mm-hmm. good season. Adam Humphreys is another similar player, little speed guy. And then their quarterback acquisition was Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's why I want to throw my hands in the air and go, what the F? The Washington football team, WFT, I'm asking WTF. <laughs> uh, it's what? just, it's not, I, I think that it's just, the, the, this organization has just put off a quarterback ever since Haskins. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, I don't want to invest another first round pick or have a bad season and tank and, do this again with the quarterback thing and they've just put it off they've gone they've gone to uh they've gone from kirk cousins then they tried haskins and haskins was terrible kyle allen uh, kyle allen was next but he got hurt right uh, well alex smith somewhere they tried the alex smith for a couple years taylor heineke was a one game wonder that almost beat tom brady mm-hmm. and now they're sitting at ryan fitzpatrick as their qb1 He's 38 I, years old and has never won more than eight games as a starter Fit, fitzpatrick is fine he's fun to watch or whatever but he limits you on offense. He's yep. he's he's he, he is what he is. He's a he's a he's a, he's a he's a backup quarterback. That's now your starter because you've refused to go out and pay a huge guy, yep. draft someone high. Uh, they their, their first round pick this year was Jamin Davis at linebacker. Good player, but they already have a very good front seven. So that's a to me is you know is that the biggest need of of the Washington football team to take? I don't know. Th- this team is. Again, going to be around 500 because their defense is so strong. Mm-hmm. Their front seven is, if not the best in the league, or their front four, if not the best in the league, it's a top three front four. Yep. Uh, so I don't like the line at all. I think I truly believe Fitzpatrick is going to get murdered and be running for his life. I do. I think this team is going to score 14 to 17 points. The question they're, they're is, can the to, defense hold the other team to ten? And, and they will some games. They're yeah. going to win a lot of ugly games, fourteen to ten, and 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 seven three. You know, we're going to see that from the from the football team this year. Uh, but I think it only gets them so many wins. I think they are the second best team in this division. But that offense still needs work, and I wouldn't be surprised if if Fitzpatrick is is does his little start for a team and six games through. They go to Heineke and go, is this the guy that really was the oh, the almost Tom Brady defeater uh, in the wild card game last year? So I, I'm 
I am not high. I'm not low on the on the Washington football team, but here, they are they are they are definitely better than the next two teams we're going to talk. Well, about. here's the problem with Washington is that with the number one being the number one team last year, they got to have a first place. Schedule. They have a first place schedule. So guess who they get that we don't get? They get Green Bay and Buffalo. Yay! Have fun. Have fun with two losses there. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, moving on to the Giants, uh, we'll move to the two worst teams, and surprisingly, the Giants will not. I I can guarantee this. Mm-hmm. I actually will put money on the Giants. They won't finish last in this division because no. the Giants actually went out and got some guys in the offseason. They went out and got Kenny Galladay, spent a lot of money for a big wide receiver free agent. Who's already pulled his hamstring. Already pulled it. <laughs> that classic Kenny G. Yep. Uh, John Ross, uh, once upon a time, a top 10 pick, speed wide receiver there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, a veteran tight end from the Vikings. Dory Jackson was a big cornerback acquisition. And then Alfred Morris bringing back him oh, come uh, on. for running back. Come on. Alfred Morris is 117 years old. Alfred Morris has been good on on many teams he's been picked up by, including us Cowboys. Alfred Morris is 32 and probably has the legs of a 40-year-old. Some of their losses, they did lose Kevin Zeitler, who was one of their uh, guards. Uh, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson Mm -hmm. was a big defensive tackle loss. Uh, He was right next to, uh, um, blanking on a name, Uh, Leonard Williams, sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was right there next to him and, and was a good def- uh, interior defensive uh, tandem, but he's gone now to the Vikings. And Colt McCoy, their backup quarterback, who actually played a couple games for them last year with their whole situation, uh, he's gone as well. In the draft, they went and spent their a lot of Giants fans unhappy that they went and f- spent their first-round pick on another wide receiver and took Kadarius Tony, Not because of the player, just because of they just... Spend a lot of money on Kenny G, and you're like, we already got a couple good wide receivers. Why do we go and spend it on Tony when our there's other problems with our offensive line being bad? Our secondary yeah. was okay. Our, our our linebackers were pretty bad, and then they took Kadarius Tony. But in the later rounds, they did get Aziz Ojolari, who was a linebacker from Georgia, who was supposed to go in the first round, and they got a steal there. And then Aaron Robinson from uh, from UCF at corner. So all in all, they improved their team, the Giants. But I'm not. I, I'm still not sold on the whole Daniel Jones thing. I think this is his this fi- his final year. I think he's going to play okay, and the Giants are going to look at this at the end of the year and go, "You're not doing anything for us. We've, we've we keep finishing like the third place, second place team in this division. Uh, you're, you're not taking that step." AJ, he, I watched tape today of his practice. He's terrible. He's not terrible. He's terrible. He's not. He's, he's not ter- terrible. Danny Dimes. Is going to have. He has. Here's my prediction. He's going to have more interceptions than touchdowns this year. He has a huge arm and he has good legs and he can move. Well, he's he can not very accurate. He's Mitchell. Uh, Trub- he's a poor man's Mitchell he, Trubisky. It's not a bad. It's not a bad comparison. He is. He is definitely a taller Mitchell Trubisky. That's yeah. that's what you can say. And I just like Mitchell Trubisky. The the Bears still won a lot of games with Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky. They because they him, had a great defense. They let him go because. He wasn't doing anything for them. He wasn't making them a Super Bowl contender. He was actually holding them back. And I think that's what happens with Daniel Jones at the end of the season. Here's what I have an issue with, okay? Is Saquon Barkley ever going to return to form? Is so Kenny Galladay ever going to stay healthy? So the it, big thing with Saquon Barkley is they actually don't think Saquon Barkley will be ready for the start of the season. They have him missing uh, one to two weeks and maybe not being back to week three or four to actually start the season. So who's your running back? Devontae Booker? Elijah Well, Penny? I just told you they signed Alfred Morris. Come on. Alfred Morris is never going to see the field. He'll, the only time you'll see Alfred Morris is if they're on the one-yard line. So he could do his little home run thing with a little bat. 
I wouldn't doubt it. They signed Devontae Booker. Maybe he could be their starter. But all I'm saying is, is Barkley out. They lost uh, Gallman. They, their offensive line is nothing yeah. crazy. It, it it was it was below average last year, and they didn't do that much to improve it. Yeah. Uh, they they tried. They they went out and got more weapons for for Daniel Jones. So could we see Kenny Galladay like in, make Daniel Jones that much better? I don't think we're gonna see that from him. This but is, the look. the reason they were you know competitive to a seven win division winning Washington football team was because of their defense was actually much better than they thought it would be. Well, and they also didn't have a good Dallas team, and they didn't have a really decent Washington team to play You know, right. during the I, Listen, I don't think this team wins more than six games. Uh, hands down, I don't believe this is a 6-7 win team. I really don't. I think they'll be around there. I think they're a clear third-place finisher in this, and even if they are at the tail end of four wins, five wins, I still think they win it. Uh, they, they get third in this division because I'm going to— Yes. Have some things to say about the Eagles here. Well, we have seven uh, minutes, so let's bash the yeah, Eagles. Yeah, so, so the the Giants here have have work to do at quarterback, just like their friends in Washington, and just like their friends in Philly, who we'll, we'll talk about next uh, Listen, as our it, fourth, as if, our last team to preview. If Saquon Barkley and uh, Tony and Galladay are healthy all year, I will jack up my win total to eight. So you're not jacking your win total up at eight because for those guys to stay healthy all year, that's right, uh, would probably be a miracle. Yes. Uh, the Eagles went into free agency with fly, absolute Eagles, uh, cap hell. Uh, they did sign Anthony Harris from the Vikings. That's a good signing at uh, at safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, they signed Joe Flacco, uh, another 50 year old quarterback uh, that right now is. Competing for a starting job, but we'll talk about that in a second. Ryan Kerrigan from Washington, who's also a 40-year-old linebacker. Uh, but they lost out on several key players. Jalen Mills at corner. Deshaun Jackson at wide receiver. Thank God, because I'm sick of that dude toasting yeah. the Cowboys for 80-yard touchdowns every day. Uh, and Vinny Curry at defensive end we, also. Got. We didn't even talk about Vinny Curry going to Buffalo. Like another addition yeah. that was... At the defensive end. Oh, that's, a good, that's a good uh, uh-huh. signing as well. Uh, in the draft, they took Devontae Smith, who we all loved in college, but we have... Concerns, concerns about him, uh, his injury. Uh, he's already injured. Mm-hmm. About him being uh, a good wide receiver in the NFL. Landon Dickerson was also a good uh, 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 draft in the second round at offensive offensive lineman from Alabama. Uh, he was one of the. He was up for one of the best offensive linemen in the. Yeah, he's a good there. center. I mean, every offensive lineman for Alabama seems to be a decent uh, a player. Decent player. Mm-hmm. So overall, they are they are a team that. What's happening with Philly is, besides from, besides from Jalen Hurts, let's take him out of the equation. They're going. They they are taking a team that won the Super Bowl what five years ago now, four years ago, and they are they they, they went through a Super Bowl phase. They won the Super Bowl. Then you have the couple years after where you're like still a contender, you're still a good team, but you're fading and you're going down the other way. Mm-hmm. They're now in that in that rebuild stage where they're like this year. They're going to to be very bad. Yeah. They're going to be horrible. They are so their their old guys are either gone or they're just at that age where they got like one year left. Well, and they're starting to get old. Brandon, but that's Graham, what I'm saying. Thirty three. The, the Fletcher def- Cox. The defensive 30. line that was once most yep. feared across the league mm-hmm. is is all getting old and 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 they're getting hurt. Yep. The 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 secondary was already bad. 
And now they, they've just lost Jalen Mills, who was one of their younger guys, and he's gone. I already said Darius what, they have Slay. Darius Slay, I already said Darius person. Slay is the most overrated corner, and I'm not scared of him at all. And I actually love playing Darius Slay yep. because he. I'm ready for Amari Cooper to show him a lesson this year. The Cowboys are going to feast on this secondary. Yeah, so the secondary is not good. The defensive line's getting old. The offensive line, on the other hand, is getting old, and they've already lost several players. Yep. At wide receiver, They've done nothing except for this year of drafting Devontae Smith. He may not even be ready for week one after tearing his meniscus. So now you're going back to uh, Jalen Rager, who Mm -hmm. was nothing special last year. Greg Uh, Ward. Yeah. Is Alshon Jeffrey still on this team? I don't even know. I don't think he is. Uh, So it's just a bunch of of that, that going back to that Carson Wentz year where he like had Eight different receivers with 500 yards. It's just that same thing. All JJ Arcego Whiteside. Their best player is their running back that they never used ever in Miles Sanders. I love. It's the only Eagle that I'm high on, and I say Miles Sanders, if put to his full potential, was actually on a team that handed him the ball. He could be a top ten, top seven running back because he's got so much talent, and they never handed him the ball. Doug Peterson never called a run play. Hopefully that changes this year, and they actually give Miles Sanders the ball. And, and when I see that, I'll try to trade it for him in fantasy, but I'm not going to take him in fantasy because I still don't believe they're going to ever give him the ball. Yo, one of the people you didn't tell, talk about is the Eagles did get on Johnson from Detroit. Oh, wow. No, but I you're saying that, that is going to take some carries away from Miles Sanders. Sure. But the biggest thing here is, is are they going to actually give Hurts a chance? Are they going to let Hurts yes. basically say, you've got 16 games this year. We're not going to... You know, tease you with Joe Flacco possibly starting or stealing your job if you suck. Like We could put Nick Mullins in. Same thing with him. <laughs> Give Hurts 16 games, have him go out there and win you three games, four at most, and have him have a a season where he can at least show you if he's decent or not. Mm-hmm. With you know, with a terrible team around him, if he's still decent, I want to see that. I want to see that from Hurts because I actually do. I've said I believe in Hurts. I think he's a can be the franchise quarterback for this team. So you're way higher on Hurts than I am. I think he is. A guy that can squeak you out a game here and there, but he is not a prototypical long-term QB1, in my opinion. So I, I want to see the Eagles give him 16 games, and when they give him 16 games, he's going to have some rough patches. He's going to show you that he can be a good quarterback. And this team, when all said and done, might finish 0-17, but I think they're a 2-3 win team. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are the worst team in the league. In my opinion, they will be the, the worst team worst in the league, team. and they will— Worse than the Lions? They will—I f- think they finish worse than the worse Lions. Worse than the Falcons? Worse than the Falcons. Worse than the Jaguars? Worse than the Jaguars? Worse than the Bengals? Worse than the Texans? Worse than the Texans. I think the Philadelphia Eagles will end up with the f- number one overall pick next Wow! And select DJ Ugalele from—I don't know. Whatever it may be. Listen, I don't think that they're going to be the worst team in the league, but they're going to be in the top five in the worst, and they're going to be a four-win team. And I already see the four wins on the schedule. So it, they that's all I can see. This is not a team that the Cowboys are going to need to worry about. I don't think the Giants are going to need to worry about. I'm a little concerned with Washington, except for the fact that as long as they start Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'll be fine with it. This is the Cowboys' easy win NFC East. I'm not going any, anything beyond that right now. I'm just saying if they don't win the NFC East by three games, I am going to pull every hair out of my why, body. Why can't we have an easy season where we have a decent lead throughout the majority of the year and we clinch by week 15? Wouldn't that be great? But you know what? It'll never happen. It, it, no, because we, they, they just want to tear the Cowboys, it all and it'll, it, it's, it's The NFL's got to make it you know spicy and interesting. But well, that wraps it up. We are done with our NFL Division Preview Series. Uh, 
And that one, we have the Cowboys win the division, if you didn't know. Yep. But that wraps it up. Are uh, we going to make uh, Super Bowl predictions next week or, or that whole thing? Or are we going to wait we're, a little while? We're staying on fantasy. Okay, we fantasy. still got a month till football. We're staying on fantasy the next couple uh, episodes. Then maybe uh, as we get closer, we'll talk record prediction for real. Uh, we'll get Maybe we'll get special guests. Maybe we'll get Guru Griff back on before the season starts. Give our final, you know, NFL season prediction, and then we'll end it there. But fantasy next week. We're getting into fantasy. I can't wait.